Texas? What? There are only two certains in life, death and taxes, said everyone. As I'm told, it's a pretty old joke. What are taxes? Who pays them? Why are there so many W forms involved? And why do we pay taxes? Oh, and who is Uncle Sam? Well, you're about to find out in this episode of the Cash Kid Podcast. The Cash Kid Podcast is underway. So, you got some cash, maybe from an allowance, or that money your grandma gave you for your seventh birthday. Here you go, sweetie. Woohoo! Thanks, Grandma! Whatever it is, what are you going to do with it? Spend it, hide it away, or maybe invest it? Let's start learning how to make that money grow. Time to learn how to be a cash kid. Okay, let's talk about taxes. I hear this topic causes a lot of anxiety in adults. I'm hoping we can educate my generation about it earlier to have a better understanding of it and maybe develop less anxiety. Joining us today is Joe Prophet with Dark Horse CPAs. Mr. Prophet, welcome to the show. Hey, great to be here, uh, Cash Kid. I very much appreciate the time and I agree. If we can start talking about taxes younger, maybe I wouldn't have freaked out about them when I got to be an adult as well. Yeah, so welcome. And first off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, I'm a CPA based out of Little Rock, Arkansas. I work with clients all over the country uh, from small business owners to uh, just individuals that don't necessarily own a business but need help with their tax planning and filing. And uh, the main thing for people that do what I do, basically the U.S. tax system is complicated and sometimes you need a little bit of help when things get to be more than you can handle on your own. Yeah. What does Dark Horse CPAs do for its clients? Great question. So Dark Horse specializes in serving small business owners. Uh, Specifically, we provide tax and accounting services ranging from basic bookkeeping to what we refer to as uh, CFO engagements. We essentially help business owners compile their financial information and put it into a format that allows them to know what kind or where they're at financially, help them with projections as needed, or uh, on the side of the tax work, we do compliance work with the basic business tax filings or just essentially try to help make sense of the really complicated tra- tax structure we have here in the U.S. All right, let's talk about taxes. Mr. Profit, we'll start simple. What is the basic reason why we pay taxes? <laughs> Great question again. So taxes provide money to the government so that they can provide services for we the people. Uh, In an ideal world, taxes provide a range of services, whether it be uh, assistance for individuals needing a little bit more help, provides uh, money for constructed roadways. Essentially, taxes are the way the government gets money from its citizens so that it can continue to function as the government. What all do we pay taxes on? Pretty much anything that you're going to spend, anytime you spend money or receive money, you're probably going to be subject to some sort of tax. So uh, you got sales tax on groceries, cars. Uh, You have various tax for major purchases like a home purchase. You pay property taxes or when you do own various pieces of personal property. So the major categories of taxes across the U.S. are going to be your 
income tax, your property taxes, and your sales, or what we refer to as excise taxes. Uh, and the sales and excise is based on things that you actually go out to purchase and are based on usage that way. In episode one of season two, a financial teacher at a local high school said that a lot of his students were shocked when they got their first paycheck to see how much they paid in taxes, leaving them with a lot less than they thought they were going to be able to take home. Can we break down the different taxes and what we pay for and why we pay for them out of our paycheck? Absolutely. And I remember it hurt my feelings the first paycheck I got when I was a kid, uh, seeing how much they hold out. And so when you receive any anyone that goes out and works for an employer and receives a paycheck, they're going to have your federal income tax withholding state where it actually occurs, depending on where you live. And then you're going to have additional taxes that we refer to as FICA. And what FICA is, that's F-I-C-A, is the Social Security and Medicare tax withholdings. Now, the federal and state can vary, but FICA is based on set percentages, and it goes into the Social Security system and the uh, larger Medicare system. It essentially helps provide uh, Social Security income and Medicare coverage for the elderly and people that are in that retirement phase. Okay. We pay taxes buying everyday things and in our paychecks. So why do we have to file our taxes every year in April? I ask myself that same question all the time. Um, now, with If you have a uh, straightforward tax situation, say you receive a W-2, you just work one job, you receive a W-2, then a lot of the time, the way tax withholding works, it's an estimate of what your actual tax is going to be for the year because we, we don't all pay a flat tax based on the income that we have. So throughout the year, the withholdings from our checks for the income tax piece is a guess at what our year-end income is going to be and what tax bracket we go in. Uh, basically, the more income you make in the U.S., the higher your tax rate as, ty- or as the uh, income level goes up. So we file tax returns at the end of the year to confirm uh, exactly what our taxable income was for the year, to take advantage of any tax credits that are on there, to report any income that wasn't otherwise reported, say, if you're self-employed or if you're operating, a, say, a lawn mowing business, if you're wanting to make some extra money on there. And it's where we get to either true up to pay in what we owe additionally to the IRS or request a refund if we overpaid throughout the year the point at which we get even with the IRS or the state that we're filing in. And maybe, Mr. Profit, if you can just explain quickly what's a W-2? Right, gotcha. And just to clarify, a W-2 is a year-end tax form that goes out by the end of January every year for anyone that receives a paycheck from an employer. So if you go and work a part-time job or if you're a full-time employee of a company, you're going to receive a W-2. So anyone that receives a regular paycheck with tax withholdings, you'll receive a W-2 at year end, and that's what you use to file your taxes. Yeah, so are there tax benefits that teens and college students can take advantage of and that will allow us to get a bigger refund? Hmm, that is a really good question. So with teen college students, they're, uh, if they are sp- Providing their primary support, there are various educational tax credits. uh, Specific two specific ones to pay attention to are the American Opportunity Tax Credit and the Lifetime Learner Tax Credit. And whether they apply for those on their individual return if they file and support themselves, or if they're still being uh, supported by their parents and listed as a dependent there, that's a great 
uh, resource for those people as well, whether, again, whether they're still on their parents' taxes or if they're independent and filing on their own. Uh, For teenagers, the majority of the time, the best thing for teens is to just make sure that you have sufficient withholding. Um, The standard deduction when you're a dependent is lower than if you're an adult earning the same wages. But most of the time, uh, what I see with kids that are working at part-time jobs you'll usually have good withholding that you end up getting a refund. So honestly, the best thing to do is just make sure that uh, you fill out. Actually, we need to take a step back for a moment. Whenever you first go to work for an employer, you're going to fill out a W-4. A W-4, I know I'm talking about a lot of W forms, is something that whenever you go to work for an employer, they're going to hand this to you and expect you to know how to fill it out. And what it tells them is how much to withhold on your taxes. And for the vast majority of teens that are out there working a job, you're going to want to put single and zero on this W-4 form because that makes sure that you have the most held out of your check that you can. And really, that's the main trick to it is just making sure that you have sufficient withholding. Do tax laws and regulations change a lot, making it harder for the everyday person to keep up with the rules? They can. So year after year, we'll have a few minor changes here and there. Uh, And every so often, we have a major overhaul of the tax system. There was one that occurred back in the 1980s, well before before your time. But uh, there was uh, an additional big tax law change back in 2017. Most of the time, it's pretty business as usual, other than uh, specific changes with uh, various different tax pieces. And that's where people like me come in, because my career is based on staying up to date on any tax law changes. And that's why the accounting profession uh, exists in the first place, at least from public, to help people keep up with tax law changes and make sure they're taking advantage of everything that is allowed to them. What advice can you give your clients when dealing with taxes? Mm, Preparedness. Uh, Proactive planning is the best uh, is one of the best resources that you have. Just finding an accountant that you feel comfortable communicating with and having uh, an issue that I see often working uh, for various clients is that they come through, we file their tax return, but there's not very much we can do once we're outside of the year. So honestly, just proactive planning during the year is one of the best best advantage that anyone can take when it comes to tax compliance, making sure that you don't pay more than you actually are required to pay in your taxes. Yeah, I don't want to pay more than required for sure. Is there anything we haven't asked you that you would like to share with our audience? Something to bear in mind whenever uh, for for your audience, I mean, anyone listening here is going to have a more entrepreneurial spirit, and I admire that very much, especially at such a young age. Um, I will say that there is a difference in going to work the way you're paid and the way you pay taxes when you receive a paycheck, meaning that you'll get a W-2 at the end of the year. Your taxes are withheld from your check during the year. Now, if you go out and are operating as a an independent business, basically like a like a small business owner would, where you're not receiving a paycheck, then you may have to make tax payments throughout the year on your own. And if you get to that point, then definitely you'll want to either reach out to uh, your parent or guardian, someone that's at least got access to the resources that you'll need, or potentially even uh, reach out to an accountant. Uh, just in order to get a little bit of additional information, because there's uh, one one specific tax when you're self-employed. It's called self-employment tax, and it can be a big, nasty surprise for people when you go from receiving a paycheck to working for yourself. And so that would just be one of the main pieces, I say, for anyone that's wanting to strike out into business on their own.
I was going to say, is an example, like, let's say a kid runs a lawn mowing business. Would they need to keep a book of their expenses and jobs? So, you'll need to keep track of the income that you're receiving from your various customers, and you'll also especially want to keep track of any expenses that you have. So, we're talking gas purchases, any additional equipment that you buy, uh, any repairs that you have to pay for, because... These are the things that reduce what your taxable income is. If, let's say, a child uh, or a, you know, let's call it business owner, call it what it is, they make $10,000 in a year, and that's their gross revenue, what they received from their customers. You'll want to have a listing of all of those expenses that you paid. Otherwise, you're going to end up paying tax on the full amount of that 10000 that you made, even though that's not the money that you kept. You had $3,000 in expenses, so really you should only pay tax on 7000 And uh, great resources are out there uh, for keeping track of your expenses. To start off with a smaller business like that, I recommend spreadsheets. Whether you prefer Excel, uh, Google Docs, whatever your preferred spreadsheet platform, it will just make life much easier for you. And when it comes to expenses, you want to list who you paid, when you paid them, what it was for, and how much it was. And that's the kind of information that you'll send to your accountant at your end, and then they can put together your business filing. Mr. Profit, we appreciate your time and your expertise. Thank you for joining us on the Cash Kid podcast and advancing the financial knowledge of Cash Kids everywhere. Absolutely. It's been a great pleasure, and uh, let me know anytime you want me to come back. Now, back to the question on who is Uncle Sam. Have you heard this before? Uncle Sam looks like an older man with white hair and a beard and a top hat, pointing at you. Just Google it, Cash Kids. It's a personification of the United States of America, or more specifically, the Internal Revenue Service, IRS. During the War of 1812, the United States Army received supplies from a variety of organizations and individuals, one of which was Samuel Wilson, a meatpacker from Troy, New York. He labeled his barrels of beef with U.S. to indicate U.S. government property. But soldiers referred to the U.S. as Uncle Sam. So, when you hear someone say, Uncle Sam is going to get you eventually, they very well could be talking about tax season and how the government, or Uncle Sam, will get those tax dollars from you one way or another. Wow. I learned so much from Grant. It's great to have experts like him to help us understand terms like this. Cash Kids, we have more terms, discussions, and skills to learn. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you have a question, please reach out to me at cashkidpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll answer it in a future episode. You can also reach out to us via our website at cashkidpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram and wherever you are listening. Leave a review. We need your help reaching a larger audience and building the financial skills of the next generation. Cash Kid, out. The information presented represents the views and opinions of the guest. This podcast does not intend to provide personal investment advice. This content has been made for informational and educational purposes only. To make a full and informed investment decision, we advise you to speak with a financial advisor. And for kids, definitely your parents first before investing. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.